Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another edition of More Than a White Man's Game on the House of L Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Maddie Lee, and our fantastic producer is Lawrence Holmes. As you all know very well by now, if it wasn't extremely obvious by the name of this podcast, we don't just stick to sports here. And so I did want to address the fact that this has been a really tragic week, especially for the friends and families of Dante Wright and Adam Toledo and their deaths and the release of body cam footage from when a police officer shot 13-year-old Adam Toledo uh, that was released this weekend has understandably really shaken communities, both here in Chicago and in Minnesota and really the country as a whole. And it just so happens that in the baseball world at the same time, you know, at the end of last week, we were celebrating Jackie Robinson day. And there were some positive things to come out of that. You know, the players Alliance, which has done some awesome things in the past year since, since it was founded um, their last ups- update said that over 250 players had donated their game day salaries, which is a lot of money. And they're going to be able to do some really impactful stuff with all of those donations. So I thought before really kicking off today's episode, um, I wanted to read something that Jason Hayward said. Uh, we did pregame press conference with him on, I guess, Jackie Robinson weekend, so to speak. And he was asked about some of the recent tragedies and kind of in the context of last summer and the protests then and whether that was really an inflection point because we kept talking especially in baseball, about inflection points and and the fight against police brutality and racial justice. And I'll read part of his quote here. He said, um, quote, When we started the Players Alliance in 2020, when you saw a lot of people bringing more awareness, bringing more unity on those topics, everyone in our culture, being African American, knew that that wasn't the end. We knew that there would be more bodies. We knew that there would be more casualties, more heartache. It was just the beginning. So we weren't planning on seeing it stop right then. I think what we were planning on was continuing to build, continuing to be positive, continuing to bring awareness, and continuing to fight the fight. He said that a lot better than I ever could have. So 
With that, let's shift gears a little bit. We're doing something different this week. For me, and I think for a lot of people, my love of baseball started with Little League and playing Little League. And then, you know, fan, my fandom really grew from there. And obviously my career <laughs> and I played softball through college division three and baseball's really become a huge part of my life, obviously. But even for people whose careers aren't tied to baseball, I think a lot of that spark comes early on when, you know, you're seven years old and, and just throwing the ball around and playing catch with your parents and meeting new friends on the, on the diamond. So I thought it would be fun to bring in some of my little league buddies and just let you listeners be a fly on the wall for a little league reunion. So we start out just catching up. So you really get to be a fly on the wall for that. And I'm hoping that it'll be a nice dose of nostalgia for a lot of you and hopefully bring back some similar memories. And then partway through, we shift to some bigger topics like baseball's diversity issues from the youth levels on up. Um, I will say it's also kind of like a time capsule of this era that we're living in currently. Um, we have all of the video chat issues that like every video call with a group of friends together has. Uh, we run out of time in our first Zoom session and get cut off and have to start again. We, at some point, an echo pops up out of nowhere. And so we have to all start muting ourselves and and all of that, the whole gambit, you understand. I'm sure you've all been there. Uh, and additionally, because I want this to truly be a fly on the wall experience, we, we just jump right in. So before we get to all of that, I'm going to do introductions and give you guys a little context of some of the things that we talk about uh, because... We just bring up names that we all know that you aren't necessarily going to be familiar with. So joining me are four of my friends who I played Little League with, Cora McManus, Cole Story, Reed Furubayashi, and Adrian Brandon. And we all grew up in Seattle. We played for, our team name was the Hurricanes, uh, in Rainer District Little League, and you know, now that we're all grown up, we're scattered across the country in kind of all different fields. In terms of things you need to know before we launch in, we mentioned at the beginning that Cora's at the station. She's a firefighter, so that's what all those references are. Um, we talk about my dad and his hitting gadgets. He was our like part-time fill-in hitting coach, right? Uh, Highland is one of the dads and he took stats for us. And honestly, like the most in-depth stats you will ever see for Little League. He was fantastic. Dave, we mentioned, was our head coach. And <laughs> at one point we mentioned that Nick 
kept asking to be taken out. He was honestly probably one of our best, if not our best pitcher and one of our really good friends. I've known him since we were really little. Uh, we went to elementary school all the way up together. He's also Dave's son. Um, so need that context for some of these stories. Uh, and then at one point Cole mentioned that Marcus was in the dugout helping out with our rally chants and stuff. Marcus is Cole's little brother. Oh, and a couple minutes in, Reed changes his background to, you guys remember those picture day photos that every team did where everyone came in their full uniform and none of the pictures were good. He changes his background to my team photo day photo with me just cheesing. So you will hear our reactions to that. I think that's all you need to know. I'll also give you a warning now. I'm going to let Lawrence decide what all we're going to be bleeping out, if anything. But forewarning, if you're listening around kids, we're a little free with our language. So just keep that in mind. All right. Here it is. Jumping in, fly on the wall on our little league reunion. Hey. All right. We've got everybody. Thanks so much for doing this, you guys. No doubt. How are all of you? Cora's in the station. Hey. Looking super legit. I'm trying to figure out Zoom here. All right, there we go. Now I can see everybody. Aw. Yeah, I'm chilling. Um, New York is finally turning into spring, which is super popping. Um, allergies are turning up a little bit. So, you know, trying to trying to lay low, but things are looking good. I'm trying to get outside more and more. Right. Outside, hopefully on pat, like patios and everything are opening up again so that we don't have to just be cooped up for the foreseeable future. Cool. You still in North Dakota? Yeah, I'm, I'm here in North Dakota right now, but back in uh, Seattle on Saturday. But yeah, just grinding through law school right now. Got four weeks left, I think, until finals. So finish line is this. Cole, yeah. you're going to be in Seattle for finals or are you going to be there? Yeah, yeah, I need some study space. So they have the libraries open for us. So yeah. But yeah. But it's all virtual? Yeah, classes have been virtual all year. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Are you in Seattle? Have that right? No, I am. Well, I was, but I'm in Hawaii right now. Oh, uh, that just well, sound awful. Yeah, so I'm outside a lot. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been here for like I think like five months now, and I'll probably be here for the next year. I think. So out there. Uh I mean my dad's from here, so I, like my grandma's here, my aunts, uncles are here, like a lot more family is here actually from the Furubayashi side than anywhere else. So That's yeah. Cool. So just grandma's ninety-five, she's right. still kicking. Going strong. Yeah. She's going she's going real strong. <laughs> so it's been good. 
How's work, Cora? Thanks for coming in. Even yeah, no, I'm sorry. I didn't want you guys to reschedule because I felt like next day could the same shit could happen. But uh, no, it's good. No, no complaints. Should Are you like, in the station station right now, Cora? I'm in. I'm in the station station. Dang. <laughs> but yeah. So if I run out or you hear a loud noise, I'll be back. I don't know. Hopefully, it doesn't. I'll try to like mute it so it doesn't like jack up your audio. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I know that you're out there saving lives. <laughs> no, whatever, Cora. Yeah, that's fine. That's like a fine <laughs> excuse. <laughs> oh, there's a fire in the city. Like I. Can't- Go. Like a hurricane reunion. Come on, Cora. <laughs> no. No, no. There are fires every day. This is okay. <laughs> yes. I'm like, Caesar, can you wait? Can you wait? Thank you. <laughs> oh man. Oh, are all your families good? Like this is it's been it's been so long since I've seen you guys. It's so nice to see your faces. I know. I was trying to think of the last time we all were in the same spot and I couldn't, um, which is a trip. It was probably Cora's wedding. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That's what I was going to say, yeah. That's right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I still have that picture. Shit. That picture? So you said what? I still have that picture. <laughs> the hurricane picture? Yeah. Behind the scenes on that picture, because those, dress, those dresses were great, um, except <laughs> there was like one clasp holding them together at the back, and in the middle of that picture, mine snapped. So uh... in my face, <laughs> that's what's happening. The back of my dress has just broken completely open. Yeah, did not hear that story. Oh, but I mean that's a good segue. To I do want to. There are a couple topics I want to hit with you guys. Even, besides just random catching up. But I mean, I was trying to think of, if I think back to our hurricane days, like what are the memories that stick? Hey, 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 yes, Reed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad I didn't make this video. (laughs) Sorry, yo, I had to, I just had to. Like it was the only thing that came up when I searched Little League hurricanes in google <laughs> like this this came up? That, so <laughs> had to do it to him <laughs> yo okay oh my gosh so because this is a podcast and people can't see this we got mads holding a bat just with one hand acting hella cool looking at the camera being like i know i'm legit i think i peaked right there right there <laughs> 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 I am so sorry. You were at, you're just about to punch into to like a real question. That was so good. We're all, we're all here now. We're I'm all here. Sure I've got braces <laughs> in there too. Like, <laughs> oh, styling. I understand why. I legitimately had another a guy on another team during uh, little league ask me. So are you a boy or a girl? Like, not trying to be rude. Like, legitimately wondering. <laughs> oh gosh well so what are your guys's memories from little league while i uh try to recover from this (laughs) hmm Ooh, i remember maddie i think this was when it might have been your 
your dad or maybe it was Jay or I don't know who it was, but those elastic. Oh yeah, like definitely. Although we would use to warm up our arms <laughs> that were against the chain link fences, and we would yeah. all out. We would be out there acting like it really made a difference, but we <laughs> so hard trying to warm up our arms. I remember that for whatever reason, like very very clearly. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, okay. like ten-year-olds taking this very seriously. <laughs> yes, and green those green hoses that were like tied together, and we were like supposed to be like bats through like the fences or something. <laughs> yeah, the hammer hose or something. The hammer. Yes, the hammer hose. <laughs> See, you can make equipment out of anything. anything. There were the um, I can't remember if this was Little League or afterward because he kept doing it. Um, shout out to my dad who was very inventive with, with uh, coming up with equipment. So I can't remember if this was Little League or afterwards and um, for select softball, but he got everyone to make these things, which were basically like water jugs on each end, and then a uh, like essentially a stick, and you have to like roll up. The water jugs were like attached to. A string and you'd roll it up and it was for wrist strength nope that might have been select softball it it was uh that was fun that's like a forearm workout yeah it worked right. I yeah was, you know of course like 13 year old me was like mortified that all my teammates were going through all this with my dad but honestly good job jeff my like my forearms were great for years Yo, whatever whatever all our parents were doing, they were doing it right. Our team, we killed it just over the years. But, like, yeah, we were, like, warming up like pros. We had Highland uh, taking stats like we were. <laughs> like it was his job. <laughs> Yo, I, I never saw those stats. I'm not going to lie. I never saw those. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he did with them. But it made me feel hella good being like, oh, yep. I just got to walk. Let me I just see him do a little notch on the paper. I'm like, where? Yeah, that's a good point. I always saw him taking them, but I don't know if I ever saw the final product. <laughs> he told me, okay, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But he told me, um, <laughs> I think it was the year that I won most improved or something like that. Um, and like, obviously well known for not being able to run very fast. So I like hit it out into the outfield what? Yeah, Both stories, not <laughs> whatever. But hold on, though. He told me that I had the highest slugging percentage on the team, Ooh. and it was I don't know what it like one or one thousand or whatever. And I was like, I don't know what that means as a ten year old, but yeah, that was the one stat he ever told me. I mean, <laughs> if Highland said it, it's different. Well, oh, you fooled everyone. I gotta say. Like everybody thought I was fast because I was like small and I don't know, I was kind of pudgy, so I don't know. They always put you at lead off, but we knew the truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Oh. Yeah. No, I, I have some I feel like I have so many different memories, but some good, some bad. One <laughs> that is definitely bad is you know, we just, like, would always move around positions, and, like, everyone was, like, kind of a pitcher, and I feel like I was kind of a pitcher until one game where I literally hit four people in one inning. <laughs> I hit, I was beaming them. I was, <laughs> I hit one kid in the back. I hit one kid in the head, 
a kid in the elbow, and I don't remember the other one, but I in one inning, I hit four different people. Dude, I remember that. Yo. I actually remember that, too. <laughs> it's like, Dave, get me the <laughs> hell off this mound. Because you're like such a, like a kind soul. And so yeah. you were like putting some kids in pain. <laughs> Dude, I was like crying. I was like, this is the worst experience of my life. I was such a softie. I was feeling bad for hurting all these random kids. And I was just like, this is just clearly not my game. I don't know how after two people I hit, he kept me in to hit two more. Like, he was a great coach, but he was on one on that. Well, I, I explicitly – I don't remember you hitting four people, but I do explicitly remember several times when Nick would ask specifically to be taken out of the game. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, nope. Oh, he wouldn't ask. No, he wouldn't ask. <laughs> Dave just wanted to ride with his pitchers. He wanted to show them that that he had faith in them. Yeah, way too much faith. What I remember the most about you pitching, Adrian, is you had a – I think I was catching for you. And uh, this was pre, uh, pre-2020 wokeness, of course. But you have a skull cap on because you got a fro. You got your hat on. And this effing ref, horrible, is like, take that off. It's not, it's not professional or some, some BS like that. So you take it off, so you got a fro, now you can't fucking wear your hat. <laughs> so I'm like... I'm looking like Ice Cube out there, but like, like <laughs> bouncing off my head. Yeah. And I will say like, yeah, Dave wrote for his, uh, for his pictures, but Nick should have been subbed like 10 times. I'll say it right here live, Nick should have been subbed like 10 times. He would throw his glove, stomp around, yell at him back. I'm like, if I did that, what? <laughs> <laughs> tell him that tell his daddy's stupid <laughs> so we could pretend he was riding but Nick should have been subbed <laughs> although in Nick's defense I probably did some of the same shit but like to my dad on the side like as my dad's trying to give me hitting advice <laughs> all the shit would go down at Maya's restaurants that's where I <laughs> <laughs> That's where I would be with my parents after the time. All right, yeah, R.I.P. to Maya's. And oh. for real, what is that now? I, yeah. Is it a pho joint? I feel like yeah, it, it was a fun. yeah. All right, that sounds weird. Yeah. That's decent. Best spot yeah. in the world. No, we had. Some I also remember here. Eric Pape very specifically. Shout out to Eric Pape. Yo, where's he at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. terrified of Eric Pape and Nick Manu. Terrified. <laughs> Nick Manu, I saw for the... They had bullets. He's like, he was, he had legitimate breaking pitches at age 10. Like, I don't understand how that happened. I remember that. That's when I was like, maybe baseball's not for me. <laughs> Once they started throwing curveballs and like advancing from fastballs and changeups, I was like, okay, this is like getting out of hand. I'm going to stick to basketball. <laughs> I also love how no one could really throw a change-up, really. What everyone did is they just kind of slowed their arm. <laughs> you taught no me one how to really throw a change-up. Change you taught me how to throw a change-up, Reed. Oh, no. Yeah, I didn't know how to throw a change-up. <laughs> you, you taught me how to throw the circle change. <laughs> Maybe you were just bullshitting, I guess. I'm sorry. I was lying. <laughs> I'll say it. Yeah, cool. Now we know why you didn't end up a big league picture, pitcher because you were taking pitching advice <laughs> from the wrong guy. Yeah, that's. I mean, 
I think I knew how to throw it, but I didn't. I really just, I think I just slowed my arm. <laughs> well, and none of us were throwing hard enough for the grip to make any difference. Except that was it. Yeah. But, but other than that, oh, I mean, most of my memories are like off the field. Like, like some of my strongest memories are like, like playing basketball at Adrian's house. Mm-hmm. Like when we were at, like we're having our, our little get together with the whole team and all of us instead are playing horse <laughs> slash bump. <laughs> Right. Those bump games got intense. <laughs> Yo, it broke so many windows. And then the parents would be at that game the next day, hungover from drinking hella margaritas. They would be hungover at the game. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> oh shit. Wow. Yeah, no, that shit was wild. I remember just watching people react every time Cora stepped up to play, and I was just like. Like, you can't go, can't go far back on that. Like, <laughs> yes. There's not even a fence on those fields that you are not going to go back and go to the You would hit it to those stadium lights. Remember the stadium lights at the corner? <laughs> the one near the Ezels now? You would hit it deep to that one field we never played at. And I was like, they just can't do nothing about it. And there were definitely triples that should have been home runs because you just decided, this, this is far enough. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I was not fast. I was like, I'm here for strength. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to hit y'all in and chill on third. And Dave would be like, go, go, go. I'm like, no, I'm not going. <laughs> You'd want me to steal? Absolutely not. <laughs> Do you remember the signs? Uh, I remember the indicator. Yes, the indicator. Hat, hat tip. The belt was bunt. Well, this was very obvious, but... <laughs> right, hit away. Here goes, hit away. I'm y'all, like, I knew the signs, but it didn't matter what sign Dave gave me, I was swinging. <laughs> I was swinging and not stealing. <laughs> no, but... Oh, okay. I'm gonna triple. Every time. Every time. Well, you been like, five inches in all of us, so... <laughs> first lead off that was a lot of fun what did you say sorry sorry we're like i can't remember what league it was but we could start like leading off oh i was gone by majors they told me they told me that they convinced me to go over to softball because i think it, i think majors we were still not leading off and I actually went – it was when you guys switched to Pony League. And I went to a game and legitimately on my ride home, speaking of talking back to parents, I, like, cried. And I was like, Dad, this is your fault. I should have never – I because at, at the time, like, so, uh, switching from baseball to softball is not an easy transition. I was popping everything up in softball. And I was like, I should have never left. This is the worst. I hate softball. Why did you make me do this? So that's how I remember that uh, we did we did not lead off in majors. And then I convinced Cora to play softball and she was like, no, this is terrible. Yeah, no. Nah. I think I tried like half a season. That was that's the only sport I've ever quit. Usually I'll like see it through the season. Nope. That was the one. 
it was uh yeah no absolutely not couldn't do it couldn't do it but you stuck with the dumbass i think too when i think about little league too like yes it's the playing but it's loki all the like fire ass cheers though i remember thinking as a as a little kid like it'd be like uh Ree's gonna get a hit or like read all and i thought it was fucking hilarious because Ree's name was Reed and get to read about it i don't know i would be cracking up inside <laughs> but <laughs> i thought it was mad funny or yeah all the haggling yeah that was good that was real good he had Mark come in as like a rally monkey. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. <laughs> I rally hats. Yeah, we would do that all the time. Rally, yeah. We took those so seriously. So we like, two outs, two outs. You didn't <laughs> have your rally hat on. The hell out the dugout. <laughs> rally hats. Did you guys catch this? Rally, instead of doing them inside out, now they just like. They just like push them in and put them upside down or some something like that, and it pissed me off. Like, no, you don't. You don't even understand. That doesn't work. We know what works. <laughs> Got to see the sweat stains on the end of man. I found one of my old hats. Those things are so, like the sweat stains are atrocious. Like how? How? That thing ain't getting That's a woman. Nasty. <laughs> Oh, our uniforms were funny too. They were the exact same uniform, just a different color every year. <laughs> but didn't the whole league have the same uniforms? Right? It yeah. was like everyone had that. It was really just the color, right? Yeah. We're in the sponsor. And right. I remember the moms got really mad that that we ended up with gray. They were at least my mom was going. <laughs> She was like, this is the worst color. How did we end up with gray? Like, the maroon was so much better. Maroon was fire. Maroon was fire. We're undefeated in maroon. Yeah. That last year. It's weird. Like, I remember the games really well. And for some reason, not because they're not important and not because I didn't love them, but I kind of forget our practices. Like, I, I like, forget, like, how they went. I legitimately like, can't picture your practice. You're right. I can't either. It's really odd. But we did have them, right? <laughs> we had to have them. We had to have. I remember one home run derby. We did home run derby? Just oh, like that was, the, that was as a league, right? Oh, I don't know. I know we did one just as like a, oh, this is a fun practice. Damn. Wow. I must have not done very good. I definitely don't remember that. Probably blocked that out. Do you remember practice? Does anyone remember, like, <laughs> practices? I only remember, like, taking, doing, like, grounders, and you're in grounders. the infield, and you yeah. just throw it to someone at first, and that was it. That's all I remember. I don't remember hitting. I don't remember anything else. I remember we had that one fake play where um, if there was a runner on first – and they were trying to steal, we'd have the catcher throw it to the shortstop who was coming in, and then they would just, no, it was runner on first and third, right? Mm-hmm. So then the catcher would throw it to the shortstop while the third baseman, or while the runner on third was trying to, like, steal home, too, and then they would, like, gun it back to the uh, back to the catcher. That was did funny. we ever pull that off in a game? I also, yeah, we actually did pull that off a couple times. I think we did. Whoa, hell yeah. People really <laughs> fell for that. Cora, I also remember you when you were playing 
catcher, you were like the only catcher that could throw it without having to like fully stand up. <laughs> right. <laughs> you would you would just catch it and throw it to second. <laughs> oh. I mean real though, I like we have a softball tournament every year for the department and I was playing catcher. I tried to squat down like that, y'all. I, I ain't got it no more. No more. <laughs> no. Like, give me that stool. I need, I need <laughs> oh, like boy. three knee savers now. The I'm knee like, savers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do remember the knee savers. Mm. Oh, shit. Oh. Adrian, you broke your thumb playing catcher, right? Or Yeah, I like messed it up pretty bad. I don't know what the diagnosis was, but yeah. I think it like, I sprained my thumb, I think, because someone like slid into it and I was like, all right. I'm not a contact sport kind of dude. I'm going to chill with this. I'm good. I'm like <laughs> going to break my knees all play just to get my thumb broke. This is not the move. Get me back at third base. <laughs> Which y'all gave me shit for because y'all said nobody hits the third base. And I'm just putting it on record. They put me at third because I had a good arm and I could get it to first. I actually you did have remember your arm. Thank you. Yeah. Reed, did you hear this? I hear it. I was a hater. I remember you had the wind up, the pitcher wind up. Yeah, it we don't like, have to talk about that. We're on third base, Reed. We don't, <laughs> we don't need to go to my pitching. Oh, my bad. My bad. Or whatever my the hell that was. We all had the same wind up, too. You, it was one of two. You either did the like weird swing with your arms back or you went over your head. There was no. Nothing else. Uh, wait, Jeremy had like a fire sidearm before any of us could throw a ball. <laughs> Jeremy did his own. Yeah, in between when he was playing with dirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Levitating balls in our team pictures. Do you guys remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yo, he was on one. Remember how we took grounders? He would refuse to get in front of it. He'd be like, nope, I'm going to go on the side all day, every day. And he was clean with it. But I was like, no one else can get away with that. He would always take it to the side. I was like, Jeremy, you really test my nerves right now. He's playing checkers. <laughs> we're all playing checkers. <laughs> no, really, I think Jeremy graduated college when we were all in like sixth grade. So he's, he's doing all right. Oh. <laughs> Yo, I forgot about that. <laughs> Oh, that's so true. <laughs> um, do y'all remember that one championship? Do you remember, uh, was it Brandon? I, th- I don't think he got a hit the entire season. And then we were down, I don't know, I think we were down like two. And there was two outs, and he came up to play, up to the plate, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> this is not looking good. And he got his first hit of the season. It was a walk-off single. I um, absolutely remember that. It was a chopper. Brandon oh, Wells, yeah, he, he had a chopper down the line, and it was like bouncing hella hard. I was like, "Oh, ain't getting that." <laughs> they did not. That was so live. That was that was an epic way to end the season. I really remember that. Oh my god, Cole, I never would have. It's all coming back. That was dope. I think we had Marcus in the dugout for that one for the rally monkey. <laughs> I still picture him. Wow what six years old or what however old he was at that point this dude's like six one damn yeah yeah i remember all of our umpire or i remember a lot of our umpires actually really Who's? yeah wilson's dad oh yeah oh, that's right for a lot of them 
I remember. Man. I think. Oh my god. So because I'm cheap, I just got the remember the old like white dude. Like probably but, all of them. Yeah. yeah, I know. But low key, honestly, like I hated all of the umps because I would be catching and then they like trying to like frame these pictures for y'all. They'd be like, "Ball, I'm like, what the fuck are you looking at, bro?" That's right. <laughs> so I hated all of them, and not to mention like, no, nah, we was we was not on good terms, me and the umps. <laughs> nah. Okay, so apparently we've already burned through a half an hour according to Zoom. Um, so. In the last 10 minutes, because I have not upgraded this, um, I do want to hit on some larger MLB issues. And I figure my panel of former Little League players is absolutely the best people to ask about this. So, Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, should I, I should also mention Seattle Little League. Ken Griffey Jr. has this new job as an assist at like helping out the commissioner big thing is reaching out to the youth can you think of anybody better for that job he was like everyone's favorite player growing up yeah so yeah that's awesome is he like helping out with the i think it was called the uh the rbi program he he just in general is a senior advisor to the commissioner and is I, I'm assuming touching all of those things. Yeah, that's dope. No, I think that's a perfect pick. Honestly, phenomenal player, phenomenal person. No drama really. Like yeah. when you think about his career, no scandals, nothing like that. Yeah, See, I don't know him personally, but but you had it seems like a balls growing oh up. you know I did you know I did so it seems like a stand up stand-up dude so not not surprising yeah. Yeah. for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call click granger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, I remember wearing like we would my neighborhood just in my like on my block we'd always play boulevard baseball and I took it so seriously because I was it was an opportunity for me to get dressed up, which I love I've always loved to do. And so I would get fitted every time in my Ken Griffey jersey and rock a backwards hat and like put on what I wish were real earrings, but it'd be like these magnetic ones. I probably got like a bar mitzvah or something. And like, I just remember just wanting, he just looked so cool. And the fact, his swing, everything about him, number 24, that was my birthday. Like I was just like in love with everything about him, with the chain, all that. So um, seeing him continue to do work uh, for the community and to get people engaged in baseball is, is really cool. Cause there's so many people to look up to him, obviously in Seattle, but also, so much you know all around the league in the country yeah yeah that's the thing right that like baseball isn't as cool as it once was like it's kind of lost its standing in the country and obviously you know there are other leagues that have done a better job at marketing themselves and and getting kids really excited and involved but baseball is kind of being left behind in that aspect yeah also, like the only 
baseball player that had a shoe that like stuck, you know, like the yeah, Kangaroo. The Griffies. Of the dopest shoes. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah, he's for the culture. Corey disappeared for a second. I was like, oh, no. I know. No, I got, I got a, a little notification pop up. False alarm. False alarm. Uh, yeah, no, I think too, when I think about like, like, cause I still love baseball. I still go to Mariners games. Maddie knows never go to a game. Matt, I'm like, yes, I'm going to stay the whole time. We're not going to leave early. It's fantastic. But I think also, it's also the, the glory of early Mariners. We had a bomb team. Now we didn't go anywhere, but we think about like, Brad Boone, Brad Boone, like that whole era, like if a Rod, are you kidding me? Like Randy Johnson, are you really kidding me? Like our team, we had no, we had no business being as. Yeah, yeah, no, it was good, and yeah, but I'm happy. Like I'm happy we still have a team. Don't get me wrong, I don't want them to leave, and uh, but I do feel spoiled with that era of baseball for the Mariners because now I couldn't tell you. They've been rebuilding since 2001. No idea. Five players? Right. Hey, we're 500. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're 500, though. So. Okay. And, and like the best we've been. Come up and be the rookie of the year. So that. That's right. I mean, it's kind of crazy because I, I do feel like Griffey is like the face of Seattle baseball, like for us. Like, and even it was a while ago, but I don't know if there's anyone I mean the only other person I thought of is like Edgar and Ichiro and Ken Griffey but like Ken Griffey to me is like the face of Seattle baseball it's like for me to imagine it being anyone else (laughs) and so it's cool that he's like in a broader role I guess for sure and then the other issue that baseball is facing right I mean the the number of international players is amazing. But when we're talking about American players, diverse, we've got baseball's got serious diversity problems and it's retaining those kids who like, you know, we all got excited about baseball and played as young kids, but I'm the only one who played in college. Did you guys, I can't remember when any of you, we most of us dropped out right at the seventh, eighth grade cut about. Cole stayed on a year longer, right? Yeah, I did one extra year. And that was my one year playing with like without friends. And it was just not the same. And so I, I did not keep playing in high school, but I wish I did. So, I mean, maybe they couldn't have kept all of us anyways, but like, and we have three minutes here. We can all, I can always start a new one and we can pick this conversation up. Um, but I mean, what, what's, what's the solution there? Do you guys have, have any thoughts on that or? I mean, honestly, I baseball's problems here. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this was, I don't know if I was like fully aware of why I stopped to be honest. I think it was like, Pony just got a little too real for me. And I was like, I, I, I don't think I can hang. But also, in Little League, it was a really diverse, I mean, fairly diverse group relative to, like, baseball in general. Like, the hurricane era and just, like, all the teams kind of in the south side of Seattle gathering and, like, playing games and stuff. And then Pony was a really different environment, I remember. Like, it, I remember it almost feeling like a completely, to me at least, like a really different 
world. And it was kind of, it was like the difficulty level was obviously increased, but I think also with that, it just the composition of the teams was really different in Pony. I remember that um, than like Little League when we were younger. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I loved <clears throat> baseball growing up. Obviously for the sport, it was fun, as, but just obviously the people, um, obviously our team had a really great connection. And I feel like with coach Dave, obviously he brought that energy her, he matched it perfectly for where we were at and what we all wanted out of the game, I think. And, um, so I think once we kind of hit eighth grade and we got a new coach and he was super serious and we were like, it was such a contrast to what we were used to our entire lives. And we were like, Whoa, this is a, like, you know, it's just a whole different speed. And it was a really quick transition. So I think, I think a lot of us would have stayed if like, you know, if Dave wanted to continue on and kind of help us transition, but it was such a stark contrast from Dave to the next coach that we were like, I think it kind of shook me up a little bit. And I was like, I'm going to just stay with basketball, have that be my focus. And I'm going to drop baseball kind of thing. Yeah. Coaching is so real. That's true. Yeah. yeah remember we yeah, had like I don't a- know. This? And I was like, what? <laughs> Like, nope. You said what? The indoor practices? Yeah. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. And Tony, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> what is this? Baseball is an outdoor game. What are we doing in here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. But to kind of, when I think about your question, Maddie, as far as like, how do you like keep youth involved and keep them interested to overall like increase the diversity of the sport and all that stuff? And it's hard because when we kind of already hit on it, right, it's like that huge gap between Little League and Pony League, whatever whatever that, that is called. But not only that, it's access to backs, balls, expensive sport to get into, the equipment, right? And you want to look all, you want to look cool and have all the cool pants, expensive. Two, when you think about, like, what teams are good, they're in rural areas, they have, like, a baseball facility, they have batting cages, they have backs, they have, like – a booster club stuff that not is, isn't always available in Rainier Valley, let alone Rainier Little League. And I'm, I'm also recognizing like Rainier Valley, Rainier Little League, City of Seattle budget, how much is going to go towards the baseball budget. I, I understand that's not always in our uh, forefront, but I think too, like, let's just give an example, right? Little, little Brown wants to play baseball. Okay. Wants to play baseball, loves the sport. How can, he, how can we get him involved, right? So we start running a little league. He goes through there, climbs up, rookies, major majors, all minors, all the things. And then he makes that Pony League jump. And where's Pony League? It's out in the boonies. So not only do you have to go find a ride to get there, find a ride. And this is if you love the sport. I'm talking about because you have to love it at this point if you're going to do all this. So you have to love the sport, find a ride out to who knows where. And then when you get there, you're the only black person or person of color there. Absolutely. And you're in an area I don't want to assume, but let's just assume I'm in an area that maybe might not be most welcoming to the the browner the browner black boy from Seattle, right? You are dealing with other stuff as well. So I don't want to say like it's impossible, but there's so many walls that even begin. Um, so I think like how do you do it? And I'm not going to solve all the, the issues here. But how do you do it? One, exposure to the sport. Hey, do you want to play baseball? You can do it. Anyone can do it. You're not, you're unstoppable, but then two also making them, yes, fall in love with the sport. And then once you have that with that, that, like you have some with that light in their eyes, oh, I want to do this forever. I want to be the next Griffey. I want to do all that stuff. 
you got to somehow either link up with those rural department, those rural um, organizations and say, hey, we have kids interested. How can we do some kind of, mer like, it's going to take working together. I, I don't think um, those premier things are going to be in, in Rainier Little League. I mean, there's just, there's just not the money or the space or the, the investment to warrant that. But I do think partnering up with those and say, hey, we noticed that you guys, your guys' players are mainly white. Like, do you care to change that? And if they don't, that's a different issue. But if they do, we introduce them, say, hey, we'll have this person here, have this person here we want that wants to play this for, wants to good and is good um, or wants to get good. And I think that's kind of the step. But tough, tough sport for minorities, though, because you, the first until you get to college, <laughs> damn near like you, it, it is you and the farm boys, at least this has how it how has been like historically. Maybe it'll change. I'm, I'm not in baseball. Maybe it's changed now. It could be changed today. I, I don't know. This is also some of my assumptions, but I just know as a little brown girl that thought about, man, can I play in the MLB one day when I was young? We got the point league and I was like, oh, this sport ain't for me. We're like, I don't see nobody out here that looks like me. I don't see nobody out here. Like, I feel like I'm not supposed to be here. So I think that is a huge, uh, a huge wall that uh, we have not yet addressed, but I will try to remain hopeful that uh, one day it can be addressed and not only just like, oh, well, one day, but like actual like make like tactical like steps to actually like implementations to make it work. I actually like, I, yeah, that is so real. And I, the thing that immediately comes to mind is our trips to swim. Do you remember when we were? Uh, yeah, I, I was called the N-word for the first time in swim. Yeah. yeah I don't like swim. <laughs> no, I fully hear you. I like, and I remember, I actually really do remember going there and I loved like, but our jerseys looked different. Like our team looked really different. Like we would got there and we all carpooled to get there. And like, it just felt immediately different. And, and then not only that, but like <laughs> some of those teams were really good, like really, really good. They have like, a lot of access to resources and I don't know if it's because rural or not rural I'm not sure but I remember like as we were talking core I was like immediately thinking about squim and like all of those things kind of come together in that experience in a lot of ways but yeah it's just the first thing that popped in my mind and like just for context because we have people that don't know yeah. about squim and Rainier District Little League but squim was like basically the district tournament right for on the Little League World Series. So you go like districts and then you go state and then you go regional or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, so my brother continued playing baseball and I think the year after he quit, um, there was one uh, Rainier District Little League team that basically got further than any Rainier District Little League team had ever gone in that tournament. Um, they won the swim tournament and like we're qualifying for regionals and they didn't end up, they ended up losing to, of all teams, they lost to Mercer Island. Right. Um, and so they weren't able, they didn't qualify um, for like the little league world series, but they were really, really close. And I think about like what made that team um, so good. And for like the inner city teams, it takes coaches that are willing to go above and beyond to put their own dollars in to like, you know, let these show these kids that you deserve to be out here and you're just as good as everybody. Um, and we had coaches like that too, but, you know, obviously I don't think we were, we had fun. I don't think we were as necessarily dedicated to trying to make it to the little league world series, you know? 
So yeah, I think absolutely, like Cora is saying, funding for the inner city um, leagues is like super important. Um, and I think changing the culture, like the culture of even the major leagues, like, I don't know, sometimes you go to games and I, I mean, it's good. Like you hear country music and stuff, but that's just not, I didn't grow up listening to country music and it was just something that was totally different for me. Um, but even the players that the MLB chooses to highlight are, you know, generally not like black players. Um, except for Ken Griffey, like I remember Andrew McCutcheon, um, you know, like very rarely is it a black athlete um, or um, or a, like a person of color from the U.S. that's highlighted um, by the major leagues. And I think, yeah, like I think it's a fair point that it's possible. Like I think the major leagues has in large part like quit um, trying to reach out to the inner city kids because like or funding inner city programs because they're able to diversify in a different way. They're able to get, like you're saying, Maddie, like international players. And I think, I don't know the numbers, but I think MLB in that regard is probably more diverse than it's ever been ever. Um, yeah. So yeah, it just, it just takes, it takes a commitment um, and they haven't been committed to um, supporting programs like Rainer district little league or like the central district team. I don't know if y'all remember playing against the central district yeah. team, but um, it, it takes commitment from, from the major leagues and like programs that have money to, uh, to fund every, you know, everybody. Yeah. To your point, Cole, yeah, there has been a increase in international talent, which is great, but there's also been a pretty steep decrease in African-American talent in the big leagues, uh, over the last decade or so. Yeah, I think also when I think of, especially for like specifically talking about African-American, uh, baseball's history as far as the Negro League and what they had to fucking go through, I think a lot of people kind of wash their hands and say, you know what, like, nah, because even if we think about like, yes, you have, of course, Jackie Robinson, but even like Hank Aaron. Like Atlanta stays dog and Hank Aaron. He has not gotten it. I don't, maybe let me make sure. Don't like someone fact check me, but I swear this guy new stadium didn't, he didn't get like no statue or anything. Like he was a big, big time. Maybe they did now and they rushed in their post 2020, but I swear for the longest time, like you wouldn't hear anything like th- about a memorial for Hank Aaron, not a statue, like nothing. So I think too, like let's not act like, like there hasn't been a crazy history with this sport and what specifically African-Americans have had to gone through to even just get the attempt to play. And then we do play and we're good. We got to be good and then also get our ass beat in the locker room. So it's just like, I do think like, I like applaud those that have been able to push past that and break bears in that sport. We have, I'm glad that we still have African-American players playing the major leagues, but like that history is less in basketball. It's less in soccer, but my point is, is like that that era makes it makes it tough. I think to want to just jump in. Yeah, and as for like a sport that prides itself so much on tradition, I mean, it's like you know, such Americans' pastime. Like, take you go to your first baseball game. It's such a family tradition, all that kind of stuff. It's so much embedded in like the history of this country, but only one side of that story, obviously. Um, and obviously I'm no like baseball whiz or nothing like that, but I just remember going to these games and there were moments where like, I would feel 
you know, like kind of seen or feel like I could see myself on the field. Like when I saw Ken Griffey or Mark McLemore or, um, damn, Cameron, um, Mike Cameron. Ooh, Mike Cameron. Yes. Yeah. 44. Um, but yeah, I remember them like stepping up to the plate and hearing like DMX go off. And I was like, oh, this is live for like those five seconds. And then they'd cut it obviously. And then it'd be silent until the next black player comes up and they start playing some other cut. And that's like, you know, it was just, I could see myself getting into it for sure, but then, you know, it's just, it's a slow sport, of course. So, you know, throughout the course of four hours, you kind of lose yourself sometimes. But um, I think, yeah, the history element is, it's interesting to see. And obviously um, not surprising, but what history they highlight and um, what history they choose to ignore. Because I'm still learning so much about the Negro League and finding, you know, different teams I didn't know about and athletes that I never heard of. And I'm just like, how the hell? I would have loved to hear this as a kid. I would have been so much more into it. I had no idea. Um, so that would be really cool. It's just the educational component of it, too, to get people engaged. For sure. And I think I thought I saw an article like a while ago that said that I think the MLB um, basically like adopted um, Negro League stats um, for players that are like in the Hall of Fame or something, um, like took their stats and also added them into like their major league stats, too. And I thought that was like, you know, really interesting. Um, But yeah, just the educational piece, there's so many, so many aspects to uh, like the Negro Leagues and stuff that we just don't know about. Yeah, there's an interesting debate around that where it's, you know, obviously a long time coming for Major League Baseball to finally recognize Recognize. uh, the Negro Leagues as, as quote unquote, Major League, right? But then you had people on both sides where it was like, oh, thank goodness, finally. But then it was also like, we don't need your recognition. Like, we don't need this. For sure. That's That's how I felt when I read the article. I was like, they didn't get the respect when they were, you know, when they were doing it. Why, why all of a sudden now? But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I was going to say one other thing about just like the game of baseball. I think like baseball is a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun when we played. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's such a, it's like such a team sport, even though like when you're out there to bat, like, you know, it's like you and the pitcher or whatever, but it's like such a team sport and it builds so much camaraderie. And I think there's so much appeal to baseball as a team sport. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't, how it's, how it's broadcasted right now. It just doesn't feel like if I was, you know, if I was a little kid right now, you know, I, I couldn't see myself in the major leagues and um, you know, it's very different than the NBA and the NFL, like, I see, I see people that look like me, um, like thriving and, um, and doing well or whatever. And you just don't see that in baseball. I don't know if it has to do with the rules, but baseball also just like, doesn't seem cool anymore. Like you said, but yeah, there's a lot of things baseball's got to work on. Mm. Yeah. I'm cut. The unwritten rules seem to be very slowly getting washed away, but it's such a slow pro. Like it, it was really, Last year was the first time when I really saw people standing up for bat flips of all things. Like how have bat flips been unacceptable mm-hmm. until really the last couple of years and still guys are getting pegged for them. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a very like, 
unique culture. Just like baseball culture is unlike, I could feel like basketball and football blend together just like socially very well, but baseball really kind of stands on its own. Um, it, it just, to me, it always just has this intensity. Um, and if you think of like an intense, like a, a stereotypical, like high, uh, you know, advanced, whatever baseball coach, competitive baseball coach, like that's, that's an intense dude right there. Um, or, or a woman that's, that's an intense person. And, I just feel like it was, it didn't feel welcoming. Um, and it didn't feel like, like we had mentioned earlier, that transition was just so, so sharp. Um, and I feel like, yeah, you, yeah. you need someone in that space that looks like you that says, yo, I don't worry. I've never seen a curveball just like you when I was your age, but let me tell you, it's not as scary as it looks or whatever it is. Um, but it was, there was, you need a little bit of that assistance kind of in that transition period, but we did not have that. I also remember, I mean, this is peripherally kind of about the sport, but also just, like, the broadcasting of baseball and, like, people you see, even just, like, on major sports networks talking about baseball, commentators, like, even all of that is, I mean, I, I, just, I don't remember seeing any people of color or, or, or women in those positions at all, actually. Um, growing up and that's also because that's like the channel through which it's communicated to the public in many ways and it's it's odd also to think about that like yeah I mean it was all like white men I can't think of a single like an interview after the field or like a broadcaster on ES like I don't even remember anything a white man doing that when it comes to baseball yeah that's a great point um between broadcasts and we we haven't even touched on the you know managing and and yeah front office positions too where you so rare I mean obviously we're taking baby steps now with a higher like coming from the Marlins and um there are definitely a few broadcasters sprinkled here and there who who aren't that white male mold, but it's still definitely slow progress. I want to go back uh, for a second to my, my Hank Aaron, Aaron rant. Cause I was like, I'm, I wonder if they have a statue side note. They do. Uh, they, they got unveiled this year, uh, January 23rd, 2021. So I rest my case on this cause it should have been there long before then, but, but, they have one now. And Atlanta, but... Atlanta needs a new team name. Like, you know, they're, they're yeah. so... Atlanta, they're problematic as hell. <laughs> like, like mm. so, yeah, because he, he passed away this year. They gave him a statue and unveiled it and said, Blase, Blase, we love Hank Aaron, but didn't mention all the racist shit he had to go to throughout his career while dominating it. But... Uh, sorry, Atlanta Braves. That statue's about twenty years too late for me. For real, yeah. How dare you make it? Became and see his own statue. <laughs> yeah, let him smell flowers. That's ridiculous. Fucking Hank Aaron. Yeah, yeah. yeah and the All Star Game was supposed to. Well, I guess it still will have dedication elements to him, but they moved that out of Atlanta because voting laws. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool to see. Baby steps. 
Yeah. I did read somewhere too that Seattle was bringing back their Negro League uh, jerseys. But like even these little like marketing tactics, it's, it's also a slap in the face for me because I'm just like, you're, you're doing it for profit. You're doing it because like all of a sudden it's like, I don't say popular, but just like, it just feels so ungenuine to me. So how do, how do, how do I like get past that? Like one, I'm happy like, yes, finally they're on sale, but also like, damn, what took so long? And where is that money going? Like you said, like, like, I don't, I mean, I obviously don't know anything about this, but if that's not, if that's in the community. Um, I would assume it's not, but yeah, it's too little, too late. I don't know if you know this, Maddie, or if you like know stats around this, but I know obviously like representation and in, in the, major league baseball has is, is gone down a lot but is that also the same in like all subsequent levels too like that's really i've so i've looked, so I've looked into this a little bit it's hard to find like, like yeah actual real statistics um i've talked to people in chicago who say that they've seen promising trends in the level, but I don't know about nationwide, and I haven't seen actual statistics in Chicago either. But just youth overall, like even if we take out demographics, just baseball has had trouble reaching young people in general as well. Huh. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, it is a sport that is a lot. I don't know. I'm thinking of just like how natural it is for people to get into basketball, because there's basketball who's not going to get into basketball, and baseball obviously a little more gear involved, and you need a little more people to play a real game. But um, it's a very technical sport too. It's not natural understand exactly how to make it work. Okay, wait. Um, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. The echo going, the echo on, going on. on. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been cracking me up on the inside. I can't tell if it's who, on what direction it's coming out of. I tried muting myself, but it still was going. Yeah. Through. We can all on... muting when we're not talking. <laughs> I'm on Zoom every day, and so I see these tech issues all the time, and it just cracks me up every day. <laughs> It is so bad when we try to do it um, for press conferences because we're all in the same room too. So, and all playing it out loud to record. And so we've got feedback on top of everything and it's a nightmare. I can't wait to get off of Zoom. No offense to Zoom, just the whole virtual thing. Yeah, I hear you. Maddie, are you, so are you covering like, the Cubs or anything or who, like, what are you, I know you're in Chicago now, but what are you up to? We haven't asked you any questions. Yeah. yeah covering Cubs full time now for NBC sports, Chicago, doing this podcast thing on the side, which has been really fun. Um, but yeah, I, I, the goal was always to get back to baseball. And so it's been a weird time to do it, but <laughs> I did it. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's dope. I haven't set foot in the clubhouse yet, but you know, eventually, once once all this passes. Wow. Damn, that's so dope. Congrats. Obviously, you've been doing this for a while, just staying in the baseball field since day one, but that's dope to see it climb all the way up to the cut. So, mm-hmm. Sammy Filsa was one of my favorite players growing up, too, so that's what's up. And I always felt like of everybody on the Hurricanes, Maddie, you always loved baseball the most. Outside of, like, Highland, who was keeping stats. Like, you always loved baseball the most. So I love to see, like, like you said, like, you're back in baseball. I think that's awesome. Appreciate yeah. yeah. No one can be high. Oh, my God. <laughs> we will never <laughs> not have this photo. It's, it's, it needs to be on your desk when you're there in the clubhouse. <laughs> to promise that Cora has been uh Cora gave a photo of me and a a uh Ichiro cutout to my boyfriend who now has is holding that hostage so you're welcome you're welcome um let me ask you guys this while we're on the topic of the youths are you guys gonna are you guys gonna teach your kids baseball are you gonna have them growing up playing catch and all that? Hell yeah. 100%. Nah. That's, yeah, absolutely. To me, I think it's the best little kid sport. Yeah, and you can't can't get away from catch. Just, like, you can do that whenever. Um, So, yeah, uh, definitely plan on it. Um, Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. What about y'all? I guess it depends if kids are in my future or if my kids show an interest. <laughs> That's nice of you. I'm forced. Yeah, you're hella nice. I'm forcing my I mean, I don't know. I, I, I honestly... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the bigger question is, is the first one for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely a, a strong yes, but that's to all sports. I mean, I'm just going to get them in everything. I'm like, look, you got to pick one and be good at it because I'm not paying for college. So you need to figure this out. So <laughs> whether it's baseball, basketball, golf, soccer, tennis, swim, pick something. Like, is there anything you, know, you want for Curling? Uh, you know, actually, low-key, sorry, Adrian, track and field. I cannot sit at a meet for six hours. Damn. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be fine watching swimming, but track and field, that's out. Yeah, because I, I mean, I'm not going to come to the meet, but I'll come to the one race. So maybe I'll do the same thing with track. I'll just come to the one race. Got to time but, it. Got to time it. Yeah, and be like, oh, dang, sorry. I missed the rest of your team. But it's not a team. It's not really a team sport. But, oh, dang. And you can only um, do one event. No, yeah. Curling and 400. You got Yeah. No, nah, but I'm definitely game for baseball. It's just a good – you will learn a lot of good stuff, good mm-hmm. skills from playing any sport for that matter, but baseball as well. Just okay. hanging out on the bench, easy to make friends. But I will say, though, like, I feel like I can definitely – I'm definitely down for the catch. But, like, I haven't played catch in so long, so I might need to, like, practice before because I will be damned to be embarrassed by my kid. It's talking about you can't throw. So I might need to, like, pick up a ball again real quick and just make sure my shoulder still got it. But – um. Yeah, no, I'm for sure. All sports, but yeah, they can play catch until yeah. they say no thank you. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I like, I mean, 
catches something still to this day, I will tell my girlfriend, Talia, I'll be like, you know, we don't even have mitts or anything. We use just like a little yoga ball kind of thing. And we'll just go to the park and just launch it. Be like a couple, you know, hundred feet away from each other. Just watch it bounce, get to each other and just do ground. We're doing like practice, just fielding grounders with each other and like doing pop flies. And we went hiking the other day and it was snowing. And we were doing like amazing diving catches and shit. And I'm just like, that is, I want to be doing that forever. It's the most entertaining thing. I could be anywhere playing catch for hours, 100%. Yeah, agreed. Well, thanks you guys so much for doing this. Unless there's anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up. Maddie, just thanks for having us on this. Um, and it's been really fun to just like, because I, I was listening to when you were on Thunder Buddies. Um, and so it's just been fun to follow you. And um, I'm super excited for everything you're doing. So thanks for having us. And I'm glad, like super happy to see everybody here too. Um, it's been a minute. So. Yeah, it's so seconding good. that. Maddie, so good to see you. Thanks for setting this up. And I was also thinking, like, if I have kids, one of the things that I would point to to encourage them to play baseball is, like, this kind of moment or, like, our team. And just, like, that would probably be a big, a big pull. So it's good. This is, it's been years, but this is awesome. Yeah, we can be the uh, hungover adults at some point. Hell yeah! Exactly. <laughs> yes, please. I'm not keeping. I'm not keeping a score though. I'm Yo, that's Maddie. That's all Maddie. Maddie got stats. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> the kids will definitely not see my book afterwards. I'm like, yeah, I'll tell everyone. Yeah, you're 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 batting a thousand. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Maddie. Peace, y'all. Peace. Well, that was a blast. I mean, honestly, I don't think I've laughed that much in a long time. Those guys are awesome. So glad that all four of them could take out time from their busy schedule to record this episode and you know, we got to dig into some pretty serious issues too. I know we were mostly drawing on our own experiences when we were talking about kids getting excited about baseball and how to keep kids of different races and backgrounds involved in the sport. But I really do think that you'll find kids around the country who have run into some you know, similar experiences that have turned them off to the game or, you know, in some cases where they've really been pushed out. And I think that's important. I think that's important that we get to hear as many of those stories as possible in order to fix this problem and be able to expose this game that I love, that you know all five of us love and have loved since we were young kids and get as many people at least exposed and and get to choose whether or not they want to stick with it or, you know, I guess even start it. But overall, such a blast reconnecting with those guys. We obviously 
had such an awesome team growing up. And I feel really lucky that we're still able to have, you know, even if we're not talking every day or every week or, you know, even every year that we're able to have these moments when we can come back together and it feels like no time has passed. So I hope you guys all, my listeners, enjoyed being a fly on the wall as much as I enjoyed recording this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And this has been another edition of More Than a White Man's Game, a House of L podcast. As always, thank you so much to Lawrence Holmes for this network and your production skills. And I will see you all next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.